Hello, gorgeous, beautiful people of the world. Welcome to Living in Paradise. My name is Iman Walji. I am your host, and I'm so excited for today's episode. But before we get into all of that, I want to start by saying I am sorry to my 20 dedicated subscribers, most of which are my close friends, uh, some of which I think are my mom's close friends, I'm not going to lie. A lot of you have been kind of pressing on me, kind of wondering, listen girl, where did you go? When is your next episode coming out? Does Paradise even exist anymore? Did you forget how to hit record? Like I've heard it all, okay? Um, I'm here to say I'm back, cameras are rolling, lights are on, and I am committed to being more consistent with this channel and with this podcast. I have been standing in my way a little bit with filming this episode just because I haven't really built that comfortability yet with just sitting here in front of a camera and talking, but that's okay. We're back. I want to be more consistent with this and I have a ton of ideas and I'm so excited to build more momentum with this podcast. So I just wanted to start off by saying that and I'm so, so excited to film this episode. Now, I will say that this is my third time trying to film this, so I hope that my energy in this episode is still fresh and exciting because if I'm being honest, I feel like this is getting a little bit redundant. I really do feel like there is a lot of value in this episode and I did put a lot of thought into it. So hopefully this goes well, um, third time's a charm. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. So as you can see by the title, uh, today I want to be talking about loving yourself. Now, this might seem really cliche and overdone, but hear me out for a second, okay? I feel like the term love yourself, the advice actually of love yourself gets thrown around a lot. I think a lot of people understand the reason of why they need to love themselves. I think people are very quick to give that advice, rightfully so. But what I find is lacking a lot of the time is the how of it all. Not everybody knows exactly how to do that. And the thing about it is that it is actually a very unique journey, right? Like the way that I love myself is not going to be the same way that you should be showing love to yourself because my experiences, my needs are different than what yours are. So it can be a little bit confusing when it comes to understanding how to fulfill your own needs, how to fill your own cup, as people say, um, or just how to really genuinely pour love into yourself. Actually, a couple months ago, I was having a conversation with one of my friends and they were sharing something very vulnerable and they were kind of sharing a lot of the insecurities that they were dealing with and just certain things in life that weren't really going their way. And I was in the position of being that person who gave them that advice all willy-nilly and I said you need to take all of that love that you have in your heart and pour it into yourself and my friend literally in dead silence was like well how do I do that and I was like wait I don't actually know like I was literally stumped when they asked me as someone who feels like I've mastered self-love and I've been on this huge like self-love journey over the course of the last year and I've really learned how to pour so much love into myself, I felt like I should have been able to answer that. But truly and genuinely, it was such a unique situation to mine that I was like, shit if I know. Um, <laughs> and thus, the 
idea for this episode was born. I started to put some thought into it and I was like, how can I take a concept as broad as self-love and put it into a framework that will give people like genuine actionable advice regardless of what their needs are. With all of that being said, I want to start by saying that self-love truly and genuinely is rooted in self-awareness because you have to have an understanding of what areas of your life are lacking, why you do things a certain way, how you treat yourself, how you treat other people. The deeper of an understanding you have with yourself, the easier it's going to be for you to know how to love yourself. Try and dig deeper when it comes to having that level of self-awareness. I think it's an ongoing thing, like it's just self-search as we continue to go through life and have more and different experiences, we learn more about ourselves. So it's just a matter of really trying to understand who you are and why you are the way you are. So um, the key to filling your cup is to ensure that you are actually meeting your needs and that you're not abandoning them. And a really, really good starting point for this is none other than Maslow's hierarchy of needs, okay? So I learned about Maslow's hierarchy of needs when I was in high school. Some of you might know what that is. If you don't know, that's okay. I'm gonna give you like a really, really quick crash course. Um, But basically, just for context, Abraham Maslow was an American psychologist born in the early 1900s. And he came up with this hierarchy of needs that he felt like fueled human motivation. And according to Maslow's theory, you have to fulfill the first need before you can move on to the next. So there are five needs, okay? And it literally looks like a pyramid. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Google it. Use this as a starting point and as a reference point, but I will run through it super quickly. So the first level of human needs are physiological or basic needs. This includes air, water, food, shelter, sleep, clothing, and reproduction. If you're watching this video or if you're listening to this podcast, the odds are you probably have these needs taken care of. Um, And just to that point really quickly, I just want to put in perspective how blessed we are to not have to worry about those needs because there are a lot of people in this world, unfortunately, who don't have those basic needs taken care of. Um, And especially with all of the terrible things happening right now um, in the world. I just think it's so important to maintain that perspective and just to remember how blessed we are to be able to wake up, to see another day, and to not worry about just our basic, basic needs. Even on your worst day, you're living like someone on their best. So I just think it's important to have that perspective. This episode has nothing to do with that. I just thought it was important to pause and remember that for a second. Um, But anyway... The next level of human needs are safety needs. So this includes personal security, employment, resources, health, and property. Uh, The next need above that are love and belonging, and this includes friendship, intimacy, family, and sense of connection. The next one above that are esteem needs, which includes respect, self-esteem, status, recognition, strength, and freedom. And then the last one is self-actualization, and that is the desire to become the most that you can possibly be. So once you've fulfilled all the needs underneath that, that last one is basically just growing every day and living up to your potential. So whether or not you agree with Maslow's theory, whether you feel like there are some loopholes or maybe there are more needs to be added to this list, despite all of that, 
I really do think this is a good starting point for just understanding the concept of human needs and what yours are. Personally, I really want to print out this pyramid and like put it on my wall just as a constant reminder because I do think that it is, I do think it's useful to look at from time to time and to really understand what areas I need to put into overdrive. Okay, so the idea for this episode came through that conversation that I was having with my friend, but the inspiration for everything I'm about to share, the true inspiration, all starts with a letter, okay? So I was actually writing a letter to myself. Now, I love doing stuff like that, like time capsule kind of thing, where like I write a letter to my future self. So on this one specific day, I was kind of thinking about the position I was in, like in life. And I was like, you know, I feel like this moment in my life, this is my started from the bottom, okay? This is my like building phase. I am not where I want to be, but I felt the need to document that because I have so much belief in where I will end up. So I started writing a letter and I was like, dear Iman, dear future Iman, this is what your life looks like right now, etc., etc." And I just was writing that letter with the intention that I know one day I'm going to look back on it and I'm going to laugh and I'm going to say, wow, like look at where I once was. Like it's just documenting, right? So at the end of that letter, I signed it off and I wrote, by the way, you're welcome, Iman. And the reason I wrote that is because I know that my future self is going to look back at my past version, aka me right now, and she's going to say, thanks, Iman, because I am basically doing all the hard work now so that my future version of myself is chilling, okay? I'm basically slogging my ass off so that she can have a good life, so that she can be taken care of, and that's because I love her. So that was the first kind of light bulb in my head. As soon as I wrote, you're welcome, Iman, I was like, whoa, self-love. Um, and, you know, the more I thought about it, the more I realized that, that there's a lot more to it. And then that was when I came up with this we're going to call it the you're welcome framework. Okay, I was going to say the you're welcome Iman framework, but obviously you guys all have different names. So just insert your name. But we are going to call this the you are welcome blank, whatever your name is, framework. Okay, don't get me wrong. I'm no Maslow, but these are just my thoughts. Okay, um, so what I realized is that there are three versions of yourself that you can be saying you're welcome to and basically there are three types of love that you can be pouring into yourself to, to ensure that you're giving yourself a very holistic sense of self-love so the first one starts with what I just said doing the hard things for the future version of you because you love that version you love you I love her I love future Iman so much that I am gonna do the things now that are going to make her life easier. It could look like, it could even be like an hour into the future, right? So I'm going to clean my room, for example, so that when I come back from work the next day, I'm not worried about a dirty room because I love her. I want that version of her to walk in and to say, oh, thank you, Iman, for doing that, right? Or, hey, I'm going to go to the gym consistently every day because the future version of me is going to feel so good and so healthy 
And she's going to say, thank you, Iman, for going to the gym and doing that hard work, even though you didn't really feel like it in that moment. Or I'm going to work on areas in my life that I feel like are lacking. And it's hard work because if, if there's an area in your life that's lacking, the odds are it's probably harder for you to work on that area. Um, but when you do that, you're showing yourself love. So this type of love is rooted in growth. This type of love is more of a tough love. It's really rooted in wanting a better life for yourself and creating a better life for yourself, creating that paradise, right? Um, it's also rooted in discipline. So one of uh, an example that I can give you guys is that I feel like, obviously I've been pretty open. If you've seen any of my other videos, then you know that I went through a breakup a year ago. And one thing about me back then is that I kind of had this like codependent type of pattern. I really hadn't built this sense of like emotional independence. And after my breakup, that was something that I really knew about myself. See, this is where the self-awareness is so key. And I was like, listen, I know that that was something that I was struggling with. That was a pattern that I had, this codependent pattern that I had. And I really wanted to break that pattern. I didn't want to be that person anymore. And it's like, you know, when you see people who are like serial daters, and I'm not saying people who've had multiple relationships, but people who have had back to back to back to back relationships, I feel like I had that tendency. I had that like serial dater tendency and I was like, that could be me, but I really, really wanted to, to heal and to be okay and comfortable in my own company. So after my breakup, I made a committed decision to myself where I was like, I am really gonna work on building that sense of independence and building that emotional independence and not succumbing to being a serial dater, if that makes any sense. Like obviously you have to like heal from a relationship before you hop into another one, but for me, it was kind of a two-part thing. Like getting over the person is half of the battle, but then it's like getting over the idea of them is honestly, arguably the harder half because that's when you end up with someone just because you feel lonely, right? This is, this is my own personal example. So again, like if it doesn't resonate with you, that's okay. I'm just sharing to give you guys like a little bit more context. So I made this committed decision to myself that I will not be that person. I will build that independence and I will be comfortable in my own company and comfortable with myself. And that was a lot of work because I easily could have just like been like, oh, I'm lonely. Like I'm going to go like find a boyfriend or something. I don't know. Like it's That's not really how the world works, but you guys know what I mean. Like I wasn't seeking that external love or external validation out from other people. I was really focused on being my own sense of comfort and being my own uh, like sense of like soothing, if that makes sense. Like I, I started to learn how to self-soothe and how to manage my emotions and how to regulate my emotions and how to find so much comfort in my own company. And that took a lot of like sitting through some hard feelings and a lot of tools that I had not ever used in the past, right? So that's an example of me doing the hard work for the future version of me because I I really wanted to break that pattern and I didn't want to be that person anymore. And I, I feel like I can successfully say that I have overcome that because now I just love my me time to the point where like 
sometimes I just don't want to hang out with anyone and like I don't want people to disrupt my peace. Like I'm enjoying being single. I love being independent. I love being able to take care of myself and to find comfort in myself and to soothe myself. It's been such a pleasure to do that and to be that person for myself. But building that independence is not something that just like happened overnight. It was a constant like work in progress, right? And so again, this this is one of those you're welcome Iman for the future version of myself moments where I had to sit through a lot of hard feelings to become the person that I am today. Okay, now you're welcome Iman is also something that I will say to a past version of me, whether it's my inner child or whether it's any past version of me. Maybe it's me from a year ago, maybe it's me from yesterday, but it's basically honoring her experiences, okay? Past Iman, I'm honoring her experiences. What that looks like is healing. So as opposed to growth, which was the first self, this first type of love, this type of love is more of a healing type of love. Um, And I want to say that I think some people might think that the past doesn't matter because it's in the past, but I think your past, your experiences, they shape you. They shape the way that you see the world. When you have that little negative voice in your head, all those little insecurities, that little thing in your head telling you that you're not good enough or that you're maybe you're too much or maybe you're not enough or you're not pretty or you're not smart or whatever those insecurities are, that little voice is just the past version of you who is feeding you a bunch of BS, okay? And she needs to heal. She needs to heal so that she can be healthy and secure, okay? Um, And that means that you have to honor her experiences. If you're a guy, your his experiences, sorry, I'm just speaking from my own perspective, um, but you need to honor the experiences of your past version of yourself and you need to acknowledge maybe the hardships that you have gone through, the challenges, the obstacles you have faced. And this type of love is, it's not a tough love, contrary to the first one. This type of love, like I said, it's healing, it's nurturing, it's forgiving. Um, You have to forgive yourself for the mistakes that you've made in the past because what you know now is not what you knew then, right? And so you have to forgive yourself for all of that. This is a soothing type of love. This is a validating type of love. This is the type of love that just feels like a hug. You know how sometimes you need a pep talk and sometimes you just need a hug? This type of love is the hug type of love, okay? The first one was like the pep talk. Um, So some examples of how you can do this is finding healthy outlets, um, expressing your emotions, allowing yourself to feel things, validating your experiences, honoring your experiences, um, asking for help. You know, there's no shame in that. And I think people are often scared to do that sometimes. So asking for help, crying it out if you need to, journaling, maybe going to therapy, maybe seeking professional help if that's what you feel like you need to do. But whatever helps you heal, that is what this type of love looks like, all right? I think in a world where we have so much awareness, we're constantly pulled into either healing ourselves or growing ourselves. Oftentimes, we forget to live in the moment (laughs) and keep our head where our feet are. So what I mean by that is that you cannot get stuck in the past 
and you cannot be stuck in the future either because if you do that you are not going to enjoy life as you know it because really the only moment that really really exists like that truly exists is this one right now and that's when you say you're welcome Iman or whatever insert your name to the current version of you okay so what does that mean that means living your best damn life and accepting who you are right now accepting where you are right now and doing things for you right now living your life to the best of your ability not waiting for the perfect circumstances to make yourself feel good your value is not based in anything other than your existence you have to remember that you are here on this world okay you're here your value is inherent and i think um this is a struggle that a lot of people have it's self-acceptance because we're always pushing always pushing to grow be better do better and you're forgetting to love your current self we have this like weird mindset collectively of like oh i don't deserve to feel good because i haven't worked hard enough no that's bullshit you deserve to feel good because you exist like you're here boo you can still work hard towards your goals that doesn't mean you don't deserve to feel joy and happiness in life you can still feel good self-acceptance honestly so important accept who you are pour love into who you are right now okay and live for yourself now you're never going to be a completed version of yourself i just want to make that really really clear you are never going to be complete we are ever evolving creatures we're always going to change we're always going to grow we're always going to learn so don't wait until some completion has happened enjoy yourself now love yourself now um, enjoy your life right now i'm going to give you guys um, a really good example of something in my life that i feel like hits all three of these types of love because i do think that as much as i've like separated these three things they're very intertwined so sometimes for example doing the hard work like the growth is actually looks like healing because some people have a problem or have struggle with facing their past or with being more soft with themselves so sometimes that that healing is actually growth so do you see how it's like really intertwined and and i want to make that really clear and i also want to say that sometimes you have to heal first before you can move forward in life before you can grow you have to heal and i think that has been the case for me in in a lot of my experiences it wasn't until i started to like heal myself inwardly that i was then able to grow and see real growth in my life and real discipline and pushing myself to be better i wasn't able to do that until i could heal some of the hurt that i had previously faced so a really really good example of this in my life i'm going to share with you guys i'm not going to go into too much depth because i actually do want to do like an entire episode on this but something that i really really used to struggle with was body image okay so just to give you guys a really quick rundown um or just like a quick just quick context into like what my life looked like at one point i had a very deep sense of like self loathing it was really bad like self-hatred i didn't like my body at all um and i couldn't accept myself like i couldn't accept the way that i looked okay 
And so every time I went to the gym or tried to work out, it wouldn't go anywhere because I would be consistent for like a few weeks, for example, and then I would completely fall off because I wasn't motivated. I was only going because I hated how I looked and that wasn't changing quick enough. It's not like you go do one workout and your body changes overnight, right? So I wasn't seeing results as fast as I wanted to and it was very demotivating because the motivation for me to even go to the gym was that I just hated how I looked. And another thing about me back then is that I also didn't dress for my body. So I had such an issue with like the weight that I was at and the weight that I had gained that I refused to buy bigger clothes. I I couldn't get myself to do it. And it was like living in a mental jail. And then it started to become a physical jail because I couldn't fit into my clothes. I was constantly wearing things that were like either like not cute or that just didn't fit me well that literally caused me like physical pain uh which is just ridiculous and I was trying to hide all the time like I didn't even want to like I was always just wearing like like ugly like sweatpants sweater and I'm not saying that's like ugly but I personally felt like I wasn't expressing myself outwardly the way that I felt I should be or I could be because I didn't feel like I deserved it right so somewhere in the back of my mind I felt like I don't have the body that I want so I don't deserve to look good or to feel good about my body. So I'm not going to buy clothes that actually fit me and that are going to make me feel good. I'm just going to work really hard to lose weight and then and then I'll buy all these beautiful clothes and then I'll, you know, put more of an effort. But I was like, I can't do that until I hit my fitness goals. Now, that's ridiculous because fitness goals don't happen overnight. So you're telling me that in all of the weeks and months that I'm going to be working towards my goals. I'm just going to look like a bean because like, I feel like I don't deserve to look good. I feel like I don't deserve to feel good. Now, obviously this wasn't like a conscious thought. It was just like a subconscious thing. And it was a lot of healing that I actually had to do to get over that, right? It wasn't until I did that, that I was able to find like a real sustainable consistency at the gym and start seeing myself hitting my fitness goals. Now, mind you, um, I have gained some weight back recently, but that has nothing to do with body image or anything. That's everything to do with just like losing focus. Um, and I'm, I'm getting back on that train. Don't worry. I'm, I'm back in it. But the point is that I started to really see myself hitting my goals and building consistency at the gym and enjoying myself at the gym. And it's because I started to really enjoy my body through all of the stages that it was in, right? The reason I feel like this is a good example is because it literally hits all three things. Healing my relationship with my body and then the growth part is actually doing the hard work, going to the gym, eating right, you know, changing my lifestyle for the future version of me because I love her. But then... Also saying, you're welcome, Iman, to the current version of me. And I did that by dressing cute, looking cute, feeling good, and understanding that, hey, like, I'm freaking cute through all of my stages, and that's okay, and I'm good. And I think the thing about body image as well is I do feel like um, opinions on this are very polarizing. I noticed that, like, a lot of people, you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of, like, body shaming that happens. Um, you know, certain people who feel like, you don't deserve to feel good because you're not the ideal body type. But then I also do feel like people in the body positivity community are very like 
they, I've noticed a lot of people like are very extreme with that thought process as well, well it, where it almost seems like a bad thing if you wanna lose weight. Um, I actually started to notice this when I first started to lose weight, I remember I mentioned, and I was so happy. I was like, oh my God, I've lost like this much weight, whatever. And it was a really good thing because I was, it was a healthy weight loss, okay? And one of my friends, um, purely out of love in her heart, was like, oh my God, you totally didn't need to lose that weight. And I think she just said that because she thought that it was coming from a place of self-hate, which at that time I was very healed. And I literally was like, no, I actually did need to lose that weight. Like there's nothing wrong with admitting that. And she asked me like, is it for health reasons or aesthetic purposes? And I was like, both really, like I do want to have a certain look, but really it's because I want to take care of my body and I want to feel good. And there's nothing wrong with that, okay guys? So you can love yourself, you can love who you are, you can be body positive while also wanting something better for yourself. I really wanna make that clear because I thought that was a really weird reaction. Like I was so happy that I was losing weight and someone was like, no, don't worry, you don't need to. And I was like, no, 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 I do. And see, that's where the self-awareness comes in because people are always gonna try to show you love the best way that they know how and they're going to try to give you advice or pour love into you the way that they might need it, but it might not be what you need. Only you know at the end of the day what you need. And this isn't just body image, just any area of your life. You can love yourself. You can accept yourself. You can accept this area of life that you're in while simultaneously working towards your goals and wanting more. That is okay, both things can exist at the same time and I think that's just such a very important thing to keep in mind because like I said, it's such polarizing opinions out there where it's like, oh, suddenly when I lose weight, does that mean I hate myself? No, not at all. It To me, it means I love myself. I'm showing myself love through this, through my weight loss journey, but you know, someone might interpret it differently and that's okay, they're not me, only I know what my needs are. So I just really wanted to drive that point home. Who have you been abandoning? The future version of you, the past version of you, or the current version of you? Have you been abandoning one of these versions? If so, maybe that's where you start with the, you're welcome, I'm gonna do this for that person, for that version, okay? Um, now, last point that I really just wanted to mention in this episode that I thought was super important was self-talk. Self-talk is so important. The way that you talk about yourself, the words you use are so important, right? Um, there was this poster in my elementary school that used to say, watch your thoughts, they become words. Watch your words, they become actions. Watch your actions, they become habits. Watch your habits, they become character watch your character, it becomes your destiny, something along those lines. I don't know if you guys know that quote, but I, I always remember that poster because I used to read it every single day. And I think there's a lot of truth in that. It might be hard to control your thoughts, right? But your thoughts will create the words that you say. Now, maybe we can like reverse engineer this and start focusing on our words and the way that we talk about ourselves, the way we talk about other people, because then your thoughts might just slowly start to change, if that makes sense. Those words go into your subconscious mind. You start to genuinely believe those things. So for me personally, I started to become very, very cognizant of my self-talk. Um, and again, see, this is where self-awareness again comes into play. One strategy that I've implemented in my life in regard to self-talk is I've started to under-hype 
certain mistakes that I make. So I think I had a tendency of overhyping things. So if I made a mistake or if I did something that I thought was dumb, the words that would come out of my mouth would be like just something that was like really harsh and like over-exaggerated when it was really just like a silly mistake. So now I will actively try to say something that is more chill. If I make a mistake, I'll be like, oh, that was so silly of me or like, oh, I just made a silly mistake or something. And that silly thing I actually got from someone because um, I was talking to this person and I remember he was like describing something really ridiculous, something that I thought was really ridiculous. And he was like, yeah, that was so silly. And I'm like, you could have used stronger words to describe that scenario, but you said silly. And at the time I thought it was funny, but then it clicked in my head. I was like, no, like it's just so chill. Like you're recognizing that maybe you did something that was silly, but you don't have to be so harsh about it, right? So that was when I started to change my self-talk and I would just use that like words like that. I'd be like, oh, how silly or whatever, instead of going crazy. But then what I did also notice is that actually very recently in like a really high stress environment where I felt like my cortisol levels were up, like I was very stressed, I was very anxious, and I said something that was so negative towards myself and that was so harsh and it just came out of my mouth and I was like, you know, I don't like that I said that. So sometimes it just slips out in like a high stress scenario and if I didn't, if I wasn't aware of what I was saying, I wouldn't have even peeped that, I wouldn't have even caught it. So self-awareness again. Okay, next point that I want to make, and I promise I'm getting closer to the end of this episode. I know it's really long, but I really hope you guys have been finding some value in what I've been saying. But the next point um, in loving yourself, one thing that I did in my journey, actually I did this years ago, is I wrote a list of things that I loved about myself, and it's because I was in a place where I was feeling very flawed and very low, and someone uh, who was in my life at the time, who was very important to me, said, hey listen, why don't you write a list of something, of 10 things, okay, and they gave me 10 prompts, so I'm gonna find that list, and I'm gonna put those prompts in the description, but basically it was like one thing about your physical appearance that you really love, one thing about your personality that you really love, one thing that you do for other people that makes you feel good, one thing in your life that you've achieved that you feel proud of. Um, and there was there were other prompts, so I'm gonna put them all down below, but I think that writing a list like that can be really nice because with the prompts, it's, it's easier to think about things about yourself that are actually kind of dope, like you're actually a pretty freaking cool person, okay? I think that would just, that's another just really cool and interesting exercise where you can put into perspective that like, hey, I'm freaking cool. Um, and actually, years later, there was a day when I was like sitting on the train one day and I just started writing things that I love about myself in my notes and it literally is like a whole scroll. So if you're watching this video, you can see like, this entire list is things I love about myself, okay? And that's not to be conceited. It was just like, I was just exuding this energy of like, hey, I'm just, I really love these things about myself. And so with that, I want to pose two challenges for you in this episode. If you're listening, I challenge you to do two things, okay? The first thing is open up your notes and start writing a list of things that you love about yourself. If you struggle to come up with things, use the prompts that I put in the description, okay? This is gonna be a working doc, all right? This is gonna be a never-ending working doc. So start the list 
And as more time goes on and as you realize that you're pretty cool or maybe someone compliments you and says, hey, I really love your style. And you're like, yeah, I actually have a really cool, good sense of style. Put it in the freaking list. Or if someone says, oh, I really love how you treat other people and you agree and you say, yeah, like, wow, I never really realized that about myself. Put it in the list. Now, I'm not saying to base your entire personality off of other people's validation. I just want you to be aware of the parts of you that are really freaking cool, okay? So start with the prompts. It should come from yourself. It shouldn't come from other people. But every time you realize something cool about yourself, put it in the list. That's the first challenge, all right? Second challenge is I want you to give yourself, all three versions of yourself, a you're welcome moment. So do something for the future version of you. Do something that you've been pushing off maybe. Put in the work. Do something that you know you need to do that the future version of you is going to thank you for. In terms of the past version, you might say, hey, Mon, like, I don't really need to heal. I've been on a healing journey. I don't feel like I can really say you're welcome to the past version of me because I've already done all that. I graduated therapy, whatever. It doesn't have to just be healing, right? You can do something for your inner child. So me personally, like, I have some like favorite cartoons that I grew up with and I will shamelessly watch those. Berenstain Bears for a life, bro. Just something for your inner child, something that makes your inner child happy. Do something for that, um, if not healing. And then give yourself a you're welcome moment for the current version of you. Notice something in your day. Just stop, slow down and smell the roses, okay? Notice something beautiful about your day and find joy in it or look at yourself in the mirror and be like, damn, you're freaking hot, bro. Do something, I don't know, like something that is gonna honor your current self. Okay, the last thing I wanna say is I just wanna draw a really quick parallel here to relationships, okay? Just hear me out for a second. Um, When two people are committed to each other and are in a relationship, I truly am of the belief that love is a choice, okay? I think love is a complex emotion, but I think commitment is a choice. And so what that means is a married couple, for example, or a couple that's deeply committed to each other, a very long-term relationship, they're choosing every day to wake up and to love each other and to nourish that relationship and to nurture that relationship, right? Whatever that may look like to that couple. Sometimes, um, I think it's a hard choice. Sometimes, you know, couples go through a lot of challenges and obstacles, but when they choose each other through that, right, and they overcome those hardships, it honestly adds a layer of depth to that relationship. It adds intimacy. Um, It adds a deeper understanding of each other. And I think that same parallel can be drawn to yourself. So sometimes it might be a hard choice to love yourself, right? Like maybe you don't want to do that. Maybe you have such a deep sense of self-hatred or or self-loathing that being gentle with yourself might seem like a hard choice to make. And even the challenges I gave you, like, yeah, at the end of the day, you're not doing it for me. You're doing it for you, right? So wake up every day and choose yourself because at the end of the day, no matter how committed you are to another person, you can still leave that person, right? Theoretically, hypothetically, you still can, no matter the circumstance, no matter the level of commitment. But when it comes to your own self, you cannot run away from yourself. Don't abandon yourself in this crazy journey of life because you're stuck with you. And I don't mean that to sound 
harsh. I mean that in a good way because there is no one else that's like you. You are uniquely you. And I just really hope that you guys can see and understand that and can wake up every day and choose to love yourself even when it's hard because you're the greatest commitment that you will ever make and therefore you are the greatest love of your life. Don't forget that. All right, well, that's all I have to say today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and until next time, I will see you guys in paradise. Bye.